Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM Tonight, it's Ryan Horvath and PJ Glasser with you here on a Thursday night. College Hoops, the NBA's back. We got 12 games on the slate tonight. Not a great start for uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Not a great start for the Brooklyn Nets, but it's the NBA, Peach. And you know what I always say, you want to be down 20 at the half. We'll get to scores later. Get to this man right now who gives us some time once every week. He's a busy man. Brad Evans, EP co-host, live on the line. You hear him on stadium. Brad, long time, no talk. We had a good time in Vegas. There was some tequila in Vegas. Nick loved your jacket in Vegas. He's going to bring it up every time we talk to you now. You always wear that jacket, though. Like, I always see you in that jacket. I need that jacket myself. I need it. All right, before we get into anything else, tonight's college slate. Not the best. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of these upcoming games, Saturday, some futures and whatnot. But uh, anything that you like that you got coming up, uh, still to go tonight. Oh, yeah, guys. How could you not like Minnesota? I mean, you want to talk about covering machines. That's what the Golden yeah. Gophers are. They're 22-3 and three ATS to Maruno in that category in college basketball. They're at home, and we've seen some line movement. Uh, it was a three-and-a-half for an eternity, and last I checked, it was at minus three that the Gophers are laying against the Ohio State. So maybe some late money coming in on the Buckeyes, which, frankly, I do not understand because the Buckeyes suck on the road. Uh, let me give them the numbers to back it up. They're 0-7 this season, and, oh, it gets far worse than that. 249 in EFG offense and 327 on the road in EFG defense. Uh, they're bottom feeders in that category, I know. Uh, you know, you're thinking about, oh, look what they did at Purdue, Evans. Uh, they can turn around and take down Minnesota. But the Golden Gophers have been advanced analytics starlings all season long. They're going to have the best players, I think, on the floor in Dawson Garcia and Cam Christie. And you look at Minnesota, too, from an advanced analytics uh, perspective, 14-3 straight up at home. And they are top 65 in the country in AFG offense and AFG defense. And they're about uh, 55 spots higher over the last 30 days. Overall, according to Bartorix mat- uh, metrics. So, guys, I'm going to lay uh, the three and a half. That's what I grabbed it at. Obviously, I played at minus three. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Sledgehammering home, guys. Minnesota yet again. Again, 22-3 ATS this season. Not too shabby, Brad. We, we like those kind of numbers. Anything for you in the top 25 matchup tonight, Arizona and Washington State. Ryan and I were talking about this. It's just going to be one of those great college basketball games where you got such a contrast in styles. Arizona wants to run and gun. Wazoo wants to slow it down. Does that make you lean a certain way? Like, do you think if you like Arizona, maybe the over is the play? If you like Wazoo, is the under the play? What are your thoughts on the matchup? Yeah, usually home team dictates tempo. I mean, that's kind of the uh, you know golden rule that is out there that a lot of us uh, buy and subscribe in, you know too. But I think Washington State, Kyle Smith is uh, definitely in the conversation. I, I think honestly needs to be higher on the list of National Coach of the Year candidates. What he has done with his Cougars team is uh, nothing short of astonishing. You know, a lot of people thought they were going to be bottom feeders in uh, the swan song of the Pac-12, and they're right now in the thick of it. And, you know, we'll see what they can do in Tucson. But you're right, it's all about contrast and style. through the numbers to back it up. Over the last 30 days, uh, Arizona, the 37th fastest team in college basketball, comparatively, and Washington State number 348 in that category. So uh, I think Arizona's going to try the rev the engine, speed up 
uh, the Cougs and get them to play a sprint as Washington State, you know, conversely, is going to try to play this in a half-court grind. I will say uh, Arizona, you know, largely susceptible defensively over the last month, number 154 in EFGD, and their biggest weakness is getting out and extending arms along the perimeter. Guys, they're in that same span, number 272 in the nation in three-point percentage D, which is a strength of Washington State, who's netting 38.6% from way downtown over the last month. So uh, I actually took it at SGP, took Washington State at plus 15.5 on the old spread, and I took the over at 141.5. I got that at even money at BetMGM, and honestly, if uh, you know, I had to play the standard line, I like Wazoo plus a 12 and a half as well. I think it's going to be too many points. I think it's going to be probably around a 7 to 9 point victory for the home team in AZ, which means the cover should side with the Cougs. Brad, what do you think about the other late night Pac-12 matchup? Because Stanford this season is 12 and 13, but they're one and a half point favorites, minus 120 on the money line, minus 115 in some shops against Oregon, who it's not been a great season, but they're 17 and eight. You know, it would seem that Oregon's the side, but the numbers telling you Stanford's the side. You know, what would you do here if you had to do anything? Guys, I wrote about this on thegamingjuice.com, as a matter of fact, recently. It's a strategy that I have employed with some, um, you know, moderate success uh, in the least, and it's living in the middle. Uh, I don't care who wins the damn game. Just don't get blown out by either team. Uh, so the way I'm playing the SGP market, and this is where you can take advantage of BetMGM because they have such a vast array of choices in SGPs. Uh, so I took Oregon way up to plus 11.5. I took Stanford way up to plus 8.5. Again, it doesn't matter who wins. Just uh, don't win by more than nine points, either Stanford uh, or Oregon. And then you look at uh, the over. I grab it at 140 and a half, so I took that way down because this game should be a track meet. If I had to play one bet independently, it would be on the over. Talk about it today on Live and Line at 150 and a half because Stanford, a team that loves to zip, 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 up and down the floor, number 56, and adjust the tempo the last 30 days, and they are number 10 in all of college basketball in EFG a percentage offense in home matchups. And Oregon, other team, no, they're 231 and just a tempo over the last 30 days. Uh, they can play variable speeds. They will run with Stanford. Again, and the home team should be able to dictate the pace here. And they also look at the Ducks. Uh, they're flapping their wings. Number 50 in EFG offense. Very effective team, especially from along the arc, where they're shooting over 37% uh, since late January. So pull it all together, guys. I think the points are really going to pile up in this one. And again, Stanford is going to rev the engine, and the Oregon Ducks will gladly run with them. So I like the over on that. Or if you want to live dangerously, take in the middle like I suggested. Brad, I hate to do this, but it's been almost 24 hours, and I love Illinois almost as much as you. Not as much oh. as you, but I love Illinois as well. I did bet against them last night, though, but Peach is starting to buy in a little bit. I just told them that Brad Underwood scares the hell out of me, and I just kind of know how this goes. They lose 90-89. <laughs> They're still 19-7 and this season. I still like Illinois, uh, but like your thoughts long-term and your thoughts on what you watched last night where they had a 10-point lead with about two minutes to go. Uh, yeah, they had an eight-point lead with 35 seconds yeah. left in the stinking game and found a way to squatter it and lose. I'm still baffled by it. I'm dumbfounded. I was watching with my 15-year-old son and my wife, and my my son got up angry, left the room, and he, he was shouting expletives. And I said, just let him go. You know, he, he's got to get things yeah. off his chest. He was so irked, so ticked off 
at when transpired. I looked at my wife and I was just dumbfounded. I'm like, what did I just witness? How did, how did they lose this game? I, I have no idea whatsoever. I had to go back and watch the tape. Uh, that's a masochist in me to, to see the, the uh, carnage unfold. And it was just miscues, a perfect storm opportunity for Penn State. They took advantage of Coleman Hawkins in the last two series. Uh, played really a villainous role for his own team. Missed a pair of free throws, uh, which could have you know put the game up uh, maybe out of reach with under 10 seconds to go and, and blew the lead to four points. Uh, so he bricked both of those, and he was shooting 80% coming into the game. Then he turns around and makes body contact going underneath the shooter from outside, draws a foul. Of course, the Penn State player, uno, dos, tres. Uh, they get a one-point lead. Illinois gets a chance uh, to score around the bucket there with Justin Harmon. Time expires, and they unbelievably, inexplicably, uh, inexcusably lost that game. I I still think this is the best constructed team to make a deep tournament run that Brad Edwards ever had because of Coleman Hawkins' uh, mismatch ability. He can play literally every spot on the floor. Uh, Marcus Damas got that old man game, that step back, and he's so savvy there in the post, uh, whether we're calling his own number with a shot or dishing it off to somebody uh, for an eat, you know, kiss off the glass or a slam. Uh, Terrence Shannon is back to playing an all-American level. He got a career high 35 last night, uh, but made yeah. some mistakes in his own right, missing and squandering opportunities to the free throw line. They have the goods. If they could even bring, let's say, a B plus, an A minus game. This team is going to be uh, in the second week in the tournament, and if they do play at A level beyond that, they're going to represent the Big Ten in the Final Four and that fine institution in Champaign-Urbana. So, you know, the jury is still out. We'll see how they respond. I'm glad it happened in February and not in March. But again, I'm still just baffled at what I witnessed last night. They had a 99.7% chance with 35 seconds to go to win the game and they lost it they lost it they choked oh brad just i mean brutal absolutely brutal but as ryan said i do like your Illini this year i like the fact their four best players were all seniors and i love that backcourt of shannon and domask yeah. want to get your thoughts on kentucky i was telling ryan before we got on air brad i'm gonna throw an unhealthy amount of money on the cats on saturday <laughs> against bama we were talking about the game yesterday against lsu and just what a sandwich spot that was. You play Auburn on Saturday, game day's there. You get that win. Then you got the Tide coming up, the number one team in the SEC, and here's a trip to Baton Rouge, middle of the week. They lose on a tip-in at the buzzer. Kentucky's lost three straight home games, Brad. Three straight home games. Bama hasn't really beaten a good team away from home this season outside of Coleman Coliseum. What say you on Saturday? Kentucky's probably going to be a small favorite. Uh, your early thoughts on that matchup? I'll take the over. I don't care what the number is. And it could approach 180, uh, quite honestly. I mean, Ken Palm's got it uh, forecasted 90 to 88 uh, for uh, Kentucky winning that thing. And uh, it could be the first of like 105 wins. And you might say, oh, that's outlandish. That's an exaggeration. No, I think it's entirely realistic based on the up-tempo style of both teams. I mean, Alabama, inside the top five, and adjusted tempo in the entire season. Uh, they really push pedal the metal. And Kentucky will gladly run with you. Now, here is the silver lining. Uh, take away from the LSU game. And, and I know Kentucky uh, blew a gold opportunity there and went back-to-back uh, and really get themselves uh, maybe higher up on the bracket big board available at thegamingjuice.com. Having projected right now as a six seed. 
but they only gave up 1.07 points per possession and a loss to the Tigers. And remember the other Tigers they played in Auburn the game before, they only allowed 0.85 points per possession, their finest defensive performance of the entire year. So it's now back-to-back games. They played pretty good D. And if that trend continues, uh, I'll be really curious to see how that's going to match up against Alabama. Uh, All they do is get after the offensive glass, and all they do is shoot three after three after three. Nearly 50% of their shots are coming from distance. But I'm with you. Uh, If I had to pick a side, we'll see what the line is. I'm guessing Kentucky two and a half probably would be the chalk uh, when that line opens. I'm going to lay it. Uh, Probably going to go out there and win by five or more points. But naturally, guys, I will likely SGP get in a plus money, take the total down, windmill slam dunk, Dominique Wilkins style that over, and then maybe take Kentucky as well on the money line. And that, uh, depending upon what the number is that uh, I adhere to on the total, we could be looking at like plus 125 to plus 150 given the fact that it's going to be a pretty tight spread. And, of course, that'll benefit and raise the juice there on that money line. Brad, what I love about your guys' show is you guys hit on every game. you know. So I know you're obviously going to give your picks for the college slate coming up on Saturday. But we got great matchups. we got number two, Houston, uh, on the road against Baylor. Uh, so we'll be listening you know, to your guys' comments on that. But I wanted to ask you about yeah. UConn. Coming off a loss, they're at home against Villanova. Is it just hammer UConn at any number? Do you think they bounce back? Or are you a little bit worried about them after that loss? No, no, I'm not worried about them at all because it was an out-of-mind, out-of-body experience that Creighton had from outside uh, with the number of triples that they drained, uh, whether they were contested, whether they were uncontested shots. Uh, I mean, Ashworth was just a god. Uh, everything that was leaving his hand, I thought was going in, and many of them did. I mean, Baylor Shireman didn't really show up in that game until the second half, and it was late. And they got, you know, just kind of a modicum level of production out of them. And they still cleaned the clocks. I got to be careful how I, uh, you know, verbalize that. Cleaned the clocks of the opposition. Uh, UConn will bounce back. Uh, You know, maybe it's a recalibration of sorts. Uh, But Villanova, a team that's going to try to slow you down. Another team that is entirely reliant on the three. And they will have zero answer size-wise for Donovan Klingon. He could go for like 25 and 15 in like 15 minutes. Uh, So I'm going to be all in on UConn. I don't care where the spread is. I will lay the chalk, and I'm guessing uh, they're going to win this thing by 20 or more. Yeah, love it. Brad, thanks so much for giving us some time tonight, man. Good luck to your Illini with Iowa coming up this weekend. Hopefully we get a bounce back against the Hawkeyes because I hate them. They've cost me a lot of money this season. Thanks so much, man. We'll be listening to you this week. Thanks, Brad. Much appreciated, guys. Go, Golden Gophers! Keep covered. I love you. There you go, Peach. You guys both love the Gophers tonight. Brad Evans, host of Online, and uh, does a great job there. He always has a tremendous amount of energy. I wish he does. I had his energy. You know, maybe when my son is 15, I'll have that kind of energy. Until then, we do the uh, cold brews, even at night, Peach. Right now, quick update before we hit the break. The Owls, they were down. Wasn't looking good, Peach. 27-26. Still seven minutes to go in the first half. We need a run. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can I get it? Thank you. (laughs) BetMGM tonight continues next.